Robbie Knox here, landlord of the Moon Underwater, and I have a very exciting announcement to share with you. Have you ever found yourself listening along to the podcast thinking, hmm, I wish I could experience this with my own eyes in the real world? Well, you're in luck, because very soon the Moon Underwater will be returning to the other realm for a special live show. As it's such a special occasion, we thought we'd invite an equally special guest along. Joining us on the night to create their dream pub is the Edinburgh Comedy Award-winning comedian Ahir Shah. It's taking place on Sunday the 7th of April at Moth Club in London. Tickets are on general sale now. Search Moon Under Pod on socials, head to our page and click the link in the bio to get your tickets. We look forward to seeing you there. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The flame of the oil lamp dances in the night. He pulls his weary legs, foot after foot. He remembers not when he left, not why he left, but he left for the moon underwater. I'm Robbie Knox and I'm the landlord of the moon underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Dan, Dan, yes. Dan. Got two of the letters right. What, yeah, what can well I get done. you? Pint of the usual, please. Usual. Yeah. yeah. Lager. Lager, lager. Yeah. Pint of lager. Thank Marvelous. You. What, what have you up to this week? Anything good? Well, you know the um, the tugboat where I uh, salvaged the bell from? Yep. Yeah. I went down there again. Okay. And uh, I noticed the river was teeming with uh, pike. It is, it is pike season. Yeah. So I've been just been doing fishing. Pike fishing. Spinning. Yep. Yeah. Of course, you were in last night. Well, I was, yeah. I've got to say, that was one of the best performances at the festival. Yes. Yeah, I can't believe you came Thank third you, in the whole competition. I know. I was pleased with that as well. Yeah. Do you think you could recite now your award-winning haiku that you did? Yes. I can. Go, go oh, well, you... W- yeah, not right now. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah, just, just do it now, yeah. Just, just, it. I'd just like to hear it again. Yeah, it's... Um, it's uh, 575, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yeah. I drank until I, I drank until I could not, I drank until death. Very repetitive, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But yeah, yeah, still, the crowds repetitive. loved it for some 
yep. some apparent reason. Um, is that is that up there sledging over the mountain? Poor boy's trusty Saint Bernard. I see. There's a comedian, Finn Taylor. Finn, hello. Oh, hi. hi. Welcome. Finn. How was your journey across the realms? Yes, it was. It was fine. As <laughs> good as we could have hoped for him in these inclement conditions. Um, Finn, I am a, a um, big fan of your work, as you're aware. Thank you. Yes. Talking you yeah. slightly on social media. Uh, I love particularly that you call your fans Finn cells. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I, ha- I have to admit, it's not mine. Someone said that after one of my first tour shows on this tour and uh, tweeted it to me, and it's too perfect because I see the audience and they're all very lost young men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they come to me or they go to Jordan Peterson. That's the fork in the road. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, they are fin cells. It's a bit. You're you're obviously a, 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 um, an OG fin cell. Yeah, yeah. I, I ident- identify as a fin cell yeah. <laughs> and and an incel. So yeah, um, yeah. Doubles up pretty well. Um, Finn, what were your first experiences of pubs and drinking? Well, I grew up in a v- sort of quite sleepy village in on the edge of the Cotswolds in Oxfordshire, which had, at the time, I want to say like 15 pubs, which was quite a lot. Um, you could You could smoke in them. You could drink in them when you were 13. You could probably commit most crimes... And it would have been fine <laughs> because yeah. they were those kinds of establishments. I like that. The sort of place, I've got a friend who lives in a sort of place that sounds very similar. And he said mm. when they brought in the smoking ban and you weren't allowed to smoke in pubs, you could only drink, but you could smoke in your houses. The guy just opened up the door to his house upstairs. Yeah, you could yeah. just sit on the steps. Yeah, ideal. There. Absolutely ideal. That's I love something. a loophole like that. So, yeah, it was, there was a lot of kind of uh, going to steak night. Yeah, Uh, with my mum and dad where I'd be allowed a pint with my meal that kind of thing I don't know how old I would have been 14, 15 or something there was a lot of kind of mad English uh, pagan sort of games like Aunt Sally and all that stuff in the back do you know what Aunt Sally basically chucking a ball at a coconut okay like Uh, a coconut shy yeah I don't know what that is this is is, maybe it's an Oxfordshire thing it's where you have a a coconut on a on like a stick yeah, and yeah. you chuck a ball at it, yeah. knock yeah, it off. It's yeah. called Aunt Sally. Oh, really? Aunt Sally, and that's what Aunt Sally and Wurzel Gummidge was named after. Don't know what Wurzel Gummidge is, oh. but I've heard, I've heard those two. I've heard those. It feels like we're in a different language. <laughs> I've heard those two words together before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also mainly you're sort of drinking tins by a river, yeah. uh, in parks, you know that kind of stuff. Is was that, what, is that what you're looking more for? Picturesque in uh, Cotswolds, drinking tins by a river. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's still, you know, there's still bikes in in, in the river right. and, um, yeah. you know, r- rusted yeah. rusted fishing rods, etc. Yeah. What sort yeah. of the odd floater. In the tins. Hey? What sort of tins are we drinking? I think it was probably day. Copperberg. I was fat, so I liked sweet things. <laughs> so I remember once uh, we went to Edinburgh, I did, did sketches with a couple of schoolmates did like a sketch show and I was about 17 we went to Edinburgh and I think one of the venues was sponsored by Copperberg and I just remember absolutely guzzling Copperberg pear right. uh, which I've tried since and it's just like so acidic I can't Ooh. take it so it's probably pe- perry cider um, a lot of yeah that's probably what I was into as a teenager um, before the Pilsner years really really begun of which I'm still in now <laughs> Perry's a word that has fallen out of favour, I think. Pear cider now, people mm. call it a lot of the time now. It's sort of, you, know, you get it, sort of, you get it. Is that what it's, I didn't even know that. 
Yeah, I think that's what Perry is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pint of Perry. Which now the people get it's a pear cider rather than a Perry. Yeah. A fun, an interesting aside mm. there for you. Uh, Dan and myself have, have both seen independently um, your last uh, tour, um, Daddy Self Care. Yes. How has being a father affected your pub going, positively or negatively? Uh, my pub going has gone down. My alcohol consumption has gone up <laughs> in a in a kind of healthy, controlled domestic <laughs> environment. Um, particularly at the moment, because my uh, we have a two year old, my wife is pregnant again, and we've been doing up our house. So we've been sort of, I say homeless, middle class, homeless, you know, um, hopping between friends for about five months. And uh, yeah, I'm sort of, I am increasingly on the on just sort of spiraling around a plug hole. Yeah. And a couple yeah, of tins, yeah. a couple of tins of Tishki really sorts me out of an evening. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's quite a constant sort of thumping baseline of, of lager consumption at the moment, <laughs> um, just to take the edge off the day. Uh, but pub, yeah, pub going, uh, it does change when, I still think there should be a pub, pub soft play I saw one of those yeah. old video, like, you know, he's like an old news report comes up on Twitter or something. There was an Irish a clip from like an island in the 70s where someone had opened a crash pub and everyone was smoking in it and drinking ales and there's little kids yeah. running around. That would be a brilliant idea. There's probably health and safety laws against it, but I would love that. Be there perfect. is kind of, there was, certainly when I lived in southeast London, there was one in Dulwich. It wasn't like a crash, it was more like a sort of padded room. Yeah. And it had a CCTV camera and you could sit in the pub and put your kids in this room. Now, does that, mm. it was quite bleak. Let's just, let's just go back. What you said: there's a padded room, yeah, with a CC, soundproof with a CCTV, and and then a bunch of adults watching kids playing. Yeah. drinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you get to have a pint alone. So was that called the Duke of York? Was it that? Part? <laughs> yeah, it might. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, one of the most I think dispiriting things when um, I, some of my pub going went up a little bit when my child was very young, was yeah. a baby, because. You would meet other people with babies. Well, in when pubs. they just sleep all yes. the time, that's fine. That's just fine. Go to the pub. Yeah. And then the next stage, just after that, when mm. you can't really do that as much, I can remember pushing my son around in a wheelchair on a particularly a Saturday afternoon. Mm. Push and, chair. Yeah, push chair. You said, wheel, you said wheelchair, and I didn't yeah. want to come in because I, I meant push chair. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I said you could, could, you could, could yeah, yourself. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, push chair, and um, passing a pub, and just looking in through the window and seeing mm. sort of two adults just enjoying a pint and laughing yeah without a child there i did find that quite difficult and it's the laughing isn't it yes because now i don't i don't enjoy i don't sit pints and laugh yeah i just sort of <laughs> i i down them and exhale yeah that's what yes. it is yeah. ah it's yeah, that exactly. it's yeah yeah that's changed yeah um i'm at that stage where you basically whenever you're out you're following them around and, and and trying to contain them just causes a meltdown. So, yeah. So yeah, pubs are difficult at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That, that first bit where their first birthdays you can just have in a pub because they don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go as a birthday party, but you're out in a pub. After that, they tend to get annoyed if you take them to pubs for their birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> for a, yeah. For <laughs> quite a while. I used to go when we first had a baby. That first week where it's like the horrors of war yeah. or something. You, you're just losing your mind. Something. Yeah. I would go and walk my daughter in the pushing, get my wife a chance to sleep and just take her up the, up the hill and she'd generally go to sleep and then you just pop her in the beer garden because it was sort of like early summer by then. Mm. 
go get a pint. You just, as long as she was asleep, it was absolutely fine. Yeah. And those were some of the greatest mm. moments of her youth for me. Her, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Great wonderful. times. This is a bleaker episode. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I don't so know. Far. Yeah. It's just three dads <laughs> just, just, just pining after them. <laughs> wonderful. Well, it does, it does, I think it does get better. I'm at the age now, my youngest is six. Or at the age of now where they quite like going to a pub. For a big orange juice. For a big mm. orange juice. Mm. My local pub does hot nuts that my oh, sons are particularly into. Sahara nuts. We'll get onto that. That's a big memory. Our local in uh, Ensham, the White Hart, had a had a big, like stupidly big Sahara nuts thing. It took over most of the bar. Do you know Sahara <laughs> well, nuts? It's like basically chili coated peanuts. Oh, okay. But they had a sort of they came in like this big glass box that had this kind of orange glow, this sort of desert yeah. glow, and uh, you just put twenty p in and churn oh, them out. Nice. And yeah, used to inhale those. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We we don't have a. I don't think we've got the branded nuts. We've got no. a similar sort of thing, and you get them in a pot. You don't get to put money in yourself, all that. But yeah, he likes that. And also, there's they've got a there's a beer garden with a like a small soft play, not soft play area, a small play area mm. like s- slides and stuff like that. And that's brilliant. That can give you. Yeah, I give you two hours. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so that's the future. So it, get, it, get, it gets better, but then before that, <laughs> it gets worse. Another one, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. going to get yeah, it's yeah. going to get significantly worse. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, we're going to get on to, to drinks now for your dream pub that you can at least go to it in your mind, yeah. if not in yeah. reality. Okay, Finn, in your Moon Underwater pub, you get to pick two things on draft. Mm. What is the first of your two choices? Guinness. That was very quick Lovely use stuff. of the bell there. Um, I, I can see Guinness appearing before us. Guinness is the most popular choice is in Moon Underwater, I believe. It is. Uh, what is it you like about Guinness so much? It's the thing I can just put away over a long period of time. Without, because I I struggle with fizz. I like yeah. beers, but I really struggle with after sort of the, th- the third pint. Yeah, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a bit of that. Yes, yeah. ideal. Um, after sort of pint three, maybe even four. Oh God! It's <laughs> really just trying to cause as much as possible yeah, damage, yeah. slamming the glasses <laughs> on the table. Um, after sort of pint three or four, I am immediately thinking about going to short drinks because I'm just too full of bread. It's fizzy bread, isn't it, yeah. beer? Guinness, however, is smooth, um, but it's still, uh, it's got very deep masculine connotations. It's black. I feel safe in my masculinity when I'm drinking it. Yeah, um, important. Very important. That's why I'm in the pub in the first place, to just make sure that I'm a, I'm a man. Um Look at just look at that. I love the I love the forced pause when ordering a Guinness. Yeah. It just takes you know if you're on like a big night and everyone's like oh ten lagers you have a pint of Guinness they all go with their lagers straight away and you're there and the barman's there and you're both just waiting yeah for him to do that last bit yeah I like that immediately just take come on we're not you know what I mean just settle down yeah. last pint yeah no I, I I understand that I drink Guinness when I'm in Ireland. Yeah. And very rarely otherwise. Maybe if there's some kind of St. Patrick's Day event. Mm. But mine is very associated with Ireland. What about you, Dan? Are you a Guinness drinker? I do like Guinness, yeah. 
and it's uh, I've got I've got the full stats now, by the way. Was chosen was chosen right, a very noisy drink. Nineteen times in the pre Premier League era. Okay. Already twice with us is twenty one times. So it's, and it is the most popular pint in Britain. One in nine pints is a Guinness. One in nine pints port port, port. is a is a Guinness. Really? Yeah. That's a great stat. Yeah. That's a very good stat then. So yeah, you do research. Yeah, you stuff. do a bit of research, yeah. Um, um, there's there's yeah. a lot of rules around it, isn't there? Like if if you ever put a picture of you having a can of Guinness, people get very angry that you've had a can of Guinness. So what are they going to think when they see clips of this? Probably fuming. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> fuming that the Mirror the Water has done this. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why there, it, there's so many rules around it. Just yeah, and there's this there's this thing now about splitting the G. Yeah, you've seen this. Um, no. This is a. I think a social media driven trend where you you have a pint of Guinness poured and then in your first sip you try and get the head to bisect the G of the Guinness glass oh. which is quite it's quite a big gulp that yeah um bit of fun yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I've sort of been doing that not quite that but I used to try and get the, the line down to, to in between the harp and yes, the, yeah or something, yeah, something like, that. like yeah. that yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's just a bit it's of fun. Of, it does mean now that you can't just sit the start of a pint. So I'm yeah, always make and the, the first sip is the best bit of any. Yeah, the first sip of the first pint of, let's say the day. That sound makes it sound quite bleak, but the first sip of any of any pint of the set of the session. I think in cricket, so the first session, yes. okay. morning session. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. Um, cheers, boys. Thank yeah. you for. Uh, do you, where do you stand on temperature? Cold. Yeah, I like it cold. Extra cold. If it's got, ex- if it's extra cold. Oh, you like, yeah. Yeah. Extra cold is a bit too cold for me. Right. I think. Got but, sense um, of teeth. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. No, no shame. Just, no, no, no. Just, no. Just, just saying, yeah. Have you been to Ireland and enjoyed Guinness in Ireland? I have. It's noticeably different. Is it? Doesn't stop me enjoying it when I'm here. Okay. But you can tell a difference. Yes, it's definitely creamier and thicker. Definitely. Okay. Right. Well, is that, is that why do you think that's a, do you think that's a myth no I just don't drink enough Guinness to know so when I'm in Ireland is the only time I really drink Guinness so yeah. I'm have not... you ever had foreign extra no oh that's brilliant yeah. that's, so that's how they get Guinness to like um, Africa and India and stuff is they um, they bottle it at what is it eight seven and a half eight percent and it's fizzy so it's carbonated Guinness but um, it just tastes it's noticeably different but it's good it's good stuff I had uh, quite a lot of that once a night out in Kenya and um, well, I've vomited on a girl's shoes. Really? Yeah. But my my excuse was I didn't know that about that it was seven and a half percent. So I was drinking. Yeah, it, it is. Like yeah, normal Guinness. That's so how I they was, get it there. I was yeah. a very well. I'm very skinny now. I was a very skinny 20, twenty year old. So yeah, great. Yeah, didn't take much for me to. I, I recently went to um, Ireland to go to the world's oldest pub for a YouTube video. And the man there said that the biggest Guinness factory in the world is in Africa. And that's where they make the Guinness for America. So I don't know why oh. we're, this is what he said. I mean... It sounds like he was having you on. He might have been. <laughs> Maybe I should research. <laughs> you've repeated it. On <laughs> yeah, Early signs from my research is that the man was a liar. Yeah, uh, I'd say... <laughs> so, Having a vague sense of Irish landlords <laughs> yeah. and your English coming over there. Yeah. I mean, I feel... Yeah. Because I, I trust him. Yeah. And I feel a little bit... 
I'm not fully researched, but the early, the first two <laughs> results in Google suggest it's not great for yeah, not um, the Irish landlord. Okay, moving on then. What is your, going to be your second drink here? Doom Bar. Oh, a terrific choice. I got heavily into this when I went to uni in Bristol. Obviously, Doom Bar's from the southwest. And most of the pubs did it. Um, there was a pub in particular called Port of Call that we went to. Uh, it was at the top of uh, Black Boy Hill, White Ladies Road. Bristol, very racially charged street names. Um, the pub was just like off, like hidden away down an alleyway. And it was so not a student pub. It's like an old man pub called Port of Call. Fishing nets all over the things. They had all these uh, photos, kind of hand-drawn 19th century paintings of like the stratification of fish and pond life. It was sort of like just, <laughs> it was so middle-aged man, kind of boring <laughs> all over the walls. But we found it so funny because it was so not where, where students should go. Mm. And it was so quiet. And we actually, my friends at uni quite quickly, you did the Freshers' Week thing and then you're like, I don't, I don't like this. I want to just go and drink somewhere quiet. Uh, so we found that place and they gave you um, little plastic cups with uh, jelly beans and chocolate raisins for an oh. extra 10p. You could get one of those with a pint of ale. Oh, right. So it was a really um, middle-aged vampire, but you could get sort of... Yeah, you get children's sweets, children's sweets. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not, I'm not choosing not to think about that. And then, <laughs> <laughs> just we just next to the room with the CCTV yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, the yeah padded, padded, so no, yeah. yeah. No, but I guess it makes sense in that if you're with, if you're, if you're a dad now and you're taking your kid to the pub and you just want a pint of ale, extra ten p. Oh, there you go. There's a bottle yeah. of jelly beans. You go and have that. Anyway, um, that was where I first tried Doom Bar and other other ales like Tribute Cornish. Which I, I could think of an honourable mention too. Yeah. Very nice. Um, it's just deep, isn't it? It's just deep, and it's yeah. again, it's masculine, and it's kind of rural. And it's one of those ones. I think when you first learn that you like ale, you learn a few that you like. Like I would, when I started drinking ale, I'd be right. Okay, <coughs> I know I like Doombar. I know I like Timothy Taylor Landlord. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. sort of things. And you sort of stick to those for a bit before you start to venture into the different ales. Like the, what's the thing? It's from near where I grew up. There's that whole, is it Witchwood Brewery? Oh, yeah. Where all the marketing's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, what's wrong, Lager Boy? You might taste something. That, yeah. I didn't like that. I found that too aggressive. Yeah. Also, the artwork was a bit too Dungeons and Dragons for me. I thought it was a <laughs> yeah, bit nerdy. There's a lot a bit of that. Lame. And then you get into the real local ones where it's all like extreme sexual innuendos. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm a pint oh. of a nun's pussy, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually, and my favourite pub in London, uh, the Blythe Hill Tavern. Um, they have. I was there a couple of months ago, and they had. They just have like beer mats from different. There's one. There's one called Shipman's Revenge, and I was like, yeah, right. What? What's that? Revenge on Reve- Who is he? Come revenge. back from beyond the grave. Is it? Was he taking revenge in the first place? Is that? Is that your case for it, or is he come back and is yeah? Shipman's Revenge is really spicy. This, you know, you couldn't mass market that. Obviously, I'd probably order a pint though if I saw it. Oh yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Yeah, Christ, it's going to be strong, strong isn't it's it? Got, it's it's going to be, be dark. Probably two point eight percent. Yeah, it's going to be dark. Yeah. But then a lot of it's interesting because a lot of pubs are named quite. We take it for granted, but like, well, even the King's Head, it's about decapitation, or Turk's Head. There are still some Turk's Head pubs. Yeah, about like the Crusades and stuff. There used to be a pub in Seven Oaks near where I lived called the black boy and it was yeah we was one in bristol there was a sign outside it that basically was hey here's a fun little fact about the heritage of this pub it's yeah, basically yeah. to say don't shut us it's down not racist, yeah, yeah, shut yeah, down. Yeah. and that sign remained until um 
around the sort of Black Lives Matter protest, which mm. the pub just renamed itself again. But we give yeah, up. Yeah, the sign's yeah. not helping. We've got to change yeah. it. The RIP George Floyd. That's what it's called now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week, and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you want to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com. So Finn, last year you were involved in one of the greatest TV appearances of all time when you appeared on the NFL show <laughs> Good Morning Football. Yes. Um, I like as a long-term Finn Cell, <laughs> I like to be something everyone's sharing this. Long-term as if it's a chronic condition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, as a terminal Finn I've had long Finn Cell. <laughs> um, you basically were invited. Well, tell, tell us the story of how this came about. So I... Um, in 2019, I went and did the Montreal Just for Laughs in Montreal, which is a big comedy festival, kind of the, equi- the equivalent of the, the Edinburgh Fringe of sort of North American territories. And uh, I did quite well over there, and I, I got um, a writing job. And uh, anyway, then COVID happened, and I sort of stopped doing work over there just because of COVID, really. And, and then uh, when was this? This was yeah, this was autumn last year. The production company just got in touch randomly and said, "Oh, well." We're, we make this show. We've just found out, this is like two weeks before, that we're making the show from London when the NFL has its, whatever it is, showpiece game in at Wembley. We, we, you're the British comedian, we know. Do you, like, do, do you want to come on the show? Do you want to do something for it? 
And I was like, yeah, sure. And originally on the Zoom call, it was like, maybe you could do a, a week. You know, you could be like an on the ground <laughs> correspondent. Every, we're doing a week of shows. You could be going interviewing people in the street. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, this could be a lot of money. Like the NFL is one of the biggest things in the, the world. British NFL guy. I was like, I could be, I mean, this could be some serious, you know, from a week of work, it's be a lot of money. And then my so agent- not, you, you weren't saying at any point, I don't really know anything about NFL at that I, stage, I was, or... I was saying, I know a bit about it. I've watched, I'd, I'd watched the game when I'd been in New York, uh, not live, just in, in like a pub, mm. their equivalent of Super Sunday. I'd, I'd sort of done that. I, I, you know, I held back that I sort of hold it in contempt, <laughs> but I was just sort of thinking this would be quite a lot of money and a good, good thing to start that, you know, that relationship up again with these people. Anyway, then my agent stayed on the call and then informed me that they only pay people in exposure, uh, and I went, "That's Matt! Like that's that's a kind of that's an internet thing, and this is yeah. a full scale production company making the biggest they so yeah. apparently the biggest sports show." So I said, well, I'll do one. I'll just do one appearance. And then, yeah, in the car on the way there, I was sort of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say what I think of the NFL. <laughs> but I, d- I, didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't think it would be a thing. It was only when I, when I started doing it and got on set that, that the, I realised just how, like, skittish and, like, American they were. Yeah. And I think the reason it went viral was that it's such a british v american like clash yeah. because i'm just saying what i think and they're just like smiling through yeah. the teeth and like oh what this isn't going to flat yeah you know. it's whenever you which, a couple of times you mentioned oj simpson yeah it's the second time they turn away and one of that actually walks off yeah basically. yeah yeah the second time it really broke him apparently oj simpson was oh no he was best man at one of oj's weddings Oh, I've heard a conspiracy wow. theory that that's why he was so pissed off because I kept making OJ jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she, how was how was the response afterwards from the production company? Did they give you any feedback on your performance? No, uh, they. Uh, I think it was good for them because it got a lot of like eyes on yeah. it. But I think when I was actually there, so I was booked to do two segments, and after the first segment, they told me they were like, "Well, you're 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 wrapped." And one of the producers was like, no, he's on the next segment. And then this, this guy was like, no, 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 you no, Because he's on talkback. So he, he can hear all the NFL execs in yeah. a truck somewhere going, we have spent so much money trying to distance OJ from the sport. Yeah. Can you please stop this guy bringing it up in front of, you know, this is our big window into the European market and this guy shitting on it. Can you please get him off? So that, but they only had one mic one guest mic and so they were trying they it was on the south bank they were just they spent about two minutes trying to find literally anyone else to come on and be on the show they couldn't find them so they just threw me back on with about 10 seconds until the, they went back on which is why the whole video is on my youtube channel that's why the second part starts with this really uncomfortably long shot of tower bridge because they just can't pull out because they're just throwing me on. And then they pull out and they go, oh, it's him again. Oh, great. We're back. We're, we're <laughs> the presenter doesn't look delighted. No, one of them was funny, very funny. One yeah. of them was so confused. And then two of them hated it. And then the, the woman refused to shake my hand. She refused to say goodbye afterwards. She didn't she, look happy. No. Wow. Um, but I think it became a bit of an in-joke because then as people were tweeting me like when they got back to America, they were, they were still talking about, they like they bring up a still of me on the show and they were still talking about it in some way. So... But I, what I didn't quite realise was that it was going out at 8am in New York time. 
Right, so was it it's a big show in, in America? It's the equivalent of Soccer Saturday. Oh, right. I but it's just like an online thing. No, it's yeah. like a it's like a daily Good Morning NFL fans. It's like if, when what's that when Sky Sports News have a yeah. Was it Goals on Sunday? You yeah. know, it's like yeah, it gets it's quite a big audience for. Wow. But it is at seven thirty a.m. New York time. <laughs> Amazing. So I didn't quite appreciate that, maybe, because we recorded it at whatever it was, 2pm. Oh, I'm glad you didn't, because it's very entertaining. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you done much work out then in, in North not America? Not since, then? no, not since. <laughs> but prior, prior <laughs> to that. Because um, they're I, trying to bring it back around the pubs. They've got quite, they're quite interesting in their attitudes to alcohol in America. It's very different to here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did, I've done a bit. I've done a bit of stuff in New York and LA, but never enough to like get a visa and go out I'm not going to move out there no. especially now I've got kids I don't I don't want to live there I'd go out there for a bit yeah um might be nice to do tour shows there but I don't yeah I'm not not overly fussed about I, I remember going to I was doing a road trip from Boston to New Orleans and the we first got there with a couple of friends Oasis were playing just outside Boston so uh -huh. oh, we'll go along we'll be fine and this place the the venue is like an outdoor like sort of amphitheater type thing and they had it said there's a two drink maximum at this event, like you're only supposed to have two beers to see Oasis. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was thinking this is going to be a long, yeah. a long. Um, so, but then you could just sort of do it if you just went to different bars. There wasn't really any way of policing it. But at one point, my other two friends went to the toilet, so I was holding like their drinks, and a security person came over and said, "So there's a two drink maximum at this event." I went, "Oh yeah, two of these aren't mine. They're for my friends. They've just gone there in the queue over there for food or the toilet, or whatever like that." Then, so there's a two drink maximum at this event. I went, "Do you want me to go?" And Give them their pints back to hold. Yeah. They went. They went. Yes, please. Wow. So I had to go. And I wasn't allowed to hold more than two drinks <laughs> at one point. So this it's very Jeez. very different approach. Yeah, it is. I remember as well being with in a youth hostel type thing in Corfu, traveling around with my friend Sally, and there we were with some Americans there, and they said, "Ah, oh, last night, are we let's let's get fucked up." And we're like, "Yeah." yeah. yeah. It turned out like our version of getting fucked up on theirs was very different. Yeah. They well, they, they, getting their buzz on and stuff. Was they had three drinks. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Quite, quite a lot. You got wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Before we went out. So, yeah. Different different times. Anyway, um, you get two bottles or cans, Finn, in your moon underwater. What's your first choice? I, well, I'll say this just because I know the exact type. I'm, maybe, I'm mainly a red wine drinker, but seeing as it's summer when we're recording this, there's a white wine made by uh, a place called Bread and Butter. Californian. Oh, yes. I know that. They do yeah. a Chardonnay, which I don't, don't normally like, but this, I mean, it, it tastes like butter. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so it nice. delicious. And my uncle lives in Edinburgh. When we went to stay with them, they, 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 call, it, they call it their house white. So they always have about a box of it in and they just, they just keep it coming when we go around. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's really, really nice. So it tastes buttery. And it's it's really yeah. buttery and it's kind of, it's tanniny in a way that white wine isn't. That's what mm. I like about red wine. I like that, yeah. you know, that chewy thing, which white wine just sort of, you know, you see it off. But this stuff's got a bit of a body to it. And um, yeah, I, d I don't really have a language for talking about white wine because I don't drink much of it, but this one's... Have you had it, Dan? Oh, yeah, I, I, I have. And I can't remember who recommended it, but someone did saying similar things to you. And we and we had it. It is really nice. Exactly as you described yeah. it, I'm the same as you. I can't really describe wise very well, but it is, it's, it is buttery and sort of, yeah, it's, great. it's a lovely It is wine. really, really yeah, delicious. really nice. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to, I'm very much seasonal in my wine drinking. I'll drink white or rosé in the summer and red. I've never got on board with rosé. I've never no. got on board with it, no. I quite, I've, I've, long, I've been a long time 
champion of rosé. Right. And then I found You're recently... Gay. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. That's, that's what they used to call it in the 80s. Yeah. He's a champion of rosé, that fellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, when, when they would allude to things in the yeah, press, yeah, yeah. he championed <laughs> rosé. He's a long-time yeah. champion of rosé. He's good with colours, those yeah. sort of things, isn't it? Um, we, um, I've been, been a big, big fan of it in the summer. I've noticed it's become a bit more trendy now. You get sort of like fancier-looking... Trendy bottles. Well, there's there's orange and blush and all these. Yes. I don't really yeah. know what they are. I'm I'm very um, red and red and white. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a, red like until a red until May, and then white until what early September. Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm, my my red window's much tighter. Mine's like your red window is tighter. tighter. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say about <laughs> yeah, those yeah, fellows yeah. who uh, <laughs> champion rosé. Um, they got some loose red windows. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is very much, I would just say, late November till end of February. Max. Really? Oh, you're really? not you're not having red in October? No. As the leaves are falling, you're not no. going for a Sunday roast and having a lovely uh, lovely Santa Million or something. I don't I think I'm I think I'm moving on to the ales at that point. Well, yeah, you have an ale you have an ale to start and then you when the when the when the food comes. Yeah, but big I, fan of wine with food. Yeah, but I've I'm I remember the rhyme from student days. I know beer then wine is fine, isn't yeah. it? Wine then beer, oh dear. Yeah. So you need to re- yeah. reappraise, reappraise things. Uh, right, what's your next uh, bottle of can choice? It's a can of, and I've never actually said this out loud, which is because <laughs> it was a lockdown discovery and I didn't see anyone. Uh, I think it's Zuba. It's a Polish lager. That has it's in a green can that has a bison on it or like a. I've seen the can. I've never yeah, had yeah, it. yeah. So, uh, so is it related to Zubrovka? The yeah, uh, the v- vodka. vodka. Maybe a Zubrov. Maybe it's called Zubrov because is that Polish for bison? Maybe that's what it is. Oh, maybe. I think I recognise the can. I've just oh, Zub- yeah. yes, yeah. Is it called Z- no? You're right. Zubra. Zubra. Yeah. 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 So in um, in lockdown, I was living with my father-in-law. Uh, we went to stay with him and. He had a little shoppy on the corner of the street and I'd just go there and I'd get some cans and I was like, oh, just, you know, lockdown, bored, not working. I'll just try all the cans in the shop over the course yeah. of however long. And then hit on this one and I was like, this is punchy. I like this. This is a really, you know, bitter, pilsner, proper. I'm re- I really don't like craft beer. I'm anti-craft beer. Fuck off. So you're ale or lager? <laughs> no, I like I like lager. Yeah, but I don't want to order a lager and be given a fucking grapefruit juice. Right? Do you know what I mean? I like <laughs> lager is from east of Berlin. That's that's where I'm going. Yeah, I don't okay. want any any American record sleeves on the cans, cartoons. <laughs> it's just beer for kids. That's all it is. Yeah. No, I want. A bison in a yeah, forest. Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want a Polish, I want a Polish bison. bison. There's no bison. I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, w- I want interested. to be. Dr- I'm drinking six percent now. Uh, now that I'm, I was coming onto this, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This beer is delicious." And I have a couple of cans, and then I'd be like, "I am wiped out." <laughs> and then I looked at it, and I, yeah, it was like I think it's between six and seven. And I was like, "Oh right, that's why." I've been drinking for about three weeks, and I was like, "I'm this this stuff." The next morning, I said, "Oh, I cry." Yeah, it's uh, it's it's big. It's uh, it's a it's a heavy lager. I also enjoy a drink with an animal of sorts on on yeah, the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, my I just I have a real thing at the moment of 
you know, because I live in Southeast London, there's lots of in, there's lots of microbreweries. Everyone's bringing out their version of some hoppy thing, and I just really love nothing more than a Tischke or a Zuba, just like a a Polish builders on a scaffolder at the end of the day, yeah, two p.m. You know, that yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. Okay, does she start, I mean, I've, you see them in shops in. Mm in London food and wine yeah Yeah, food and wine exactly maybe they should be getting them in draft a bit more in pubs it'd be nice to see them on draft would be nice wouldn't it yeah don't see that very often you have have like Polsky Sklep you never have Polsky pub do you no that would be nice yeah there's servicemen's clubs. I wonder if like a Polish servicemen's bar would have Zuber on yeah Yeah. why not start a trend (laughs) so Craftdale you're very you're quite anti are you yeah, I just is it, is don't. It the, is it the IPA type drink or? I like an IPA. Okay. Um, it's just the people. It's the people. It's it's what would you call it? You'd call it the neck oilification mm. of drinking. It's what you'd call it if you're being academic about yeah. it. Um, it's that basically they've seen what what Beaver Town did and they've gone well. That's how you introduce a beer to the market. You make it fruity and you put a cartoon on it. And now I just don't know. It's like just Russian roulette. You don't know what you're going to get. You, it says it's a beer, and then you open it, and it's fucking squash. <laughs> and we, if there's a bison on it, and it says six percent, I know I'm getting a beer. Yeah, 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 Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, if yeah, fair. I, I would never. If you see something called Zuba, with yeah, a bison yeah, on it, you're not yeah. going to get some trendy uh, no. pastry stout, are you? No, you, exactly. Yeah. You know what you're getting. Okay, fair um, enough. But also, lager is meant to be bitter, isn't it? It's meant to yeah. be slightly bitter. That's the point, and I think that's being lost in or in the kind of in this sort of wild west of everyone introducing a new type of craft mm, beer yeah. my favorite animal on a beer is my local curry house on the isle of Sheppey, where i grew up had a beer called mongoose it looked a bit like sort of cobra bottle or one of those sort of type oh, things cobra. but in it the mongoose had a cobra in its mouth that it was oh, eating. Yes. Oh, so it was it was like a statement on yeah. its place amongst Indian beers. Yeah. And That's it was, fucking amazing. I know. Yeah. It was like punchy, that isn't yeah. it? We, our, our beer kills your, your beers. Beer, yeah. And it's and I, I, did it also have a kingfisher's head sticking yeah. out of his mouth? Because that's like Maybe, a that's yeah. like a sort of proxy war on the label. Yeah. I'm into that. Anything like that would be. Maybe nice. if I start if I brought out a beer, it would be a bison just just stamping <laughs> on cans of neck oil. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Or it's sort of quite a a sort of beardy looking craft ale. <laughs> yeah. Person. No offense to you. No, hate crimes on yeah. craft beer people. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Raven, do you enjoy a pub quiz? I do enjoy a pub quiz. Yeah. I wasn't I was in a team for um yeah, pre kids. I was in the team for a few few oh, months. Wow. What was oh. your team name? I think it varied depending on who was there and how pissed we were when the quiz okay. started. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a serious, you know, I'm not a, not an egghead. Not no. you know, but um well, well, you're in luck because Dan will now take over the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Okay, phones away. Put a gag on Siri. It's quiz time. Elvis's black belt was in karate. I saw it on QI. No half points for saying J.K. Rowling is the lead singer of Jamiroquai. Moira Stewart. No, I'm afraid it was Gordon Honeycomb. So, uh, yeah, well, how, how good was your team? Were you, were you successful? I think maybe we won once. Okay. It, we weren't doing it for the love of the no. quiz. It was a social thing. Yeah. 
But I, th- I think maybe we got second place yeah. a few times. We, we, we weren't we weren't a disgrace. No. Have we you got, what's your special? Some, what areas are you the ones they turn to the question uh, it's yeah well yeah sport and history that's what I'd be good at sort of, sort of mad mad stuff that you wouldn't no right. reasonable person should hold on to that kind of knowledge and did you have a star player in your team no, no. it was a real it Mix. was like uh, what's that film The Expendables right <laughs> <laughs> everyone's passed it Somehow, they can still sell just about sell a film if they all could cram yeah. eight of them on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, the 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 quiz, as Robbie said, uh, we both saw you earlier this year, so I thought I would do a fatherhood oh, theme nice. okay. quiz. Yeah, it's uh, three questions. Yeah. Relating to to fatherhood loosely. Question one: What is the name of the father? Of these fictional children, Francis, Reese, Malcolm, Dewey, and Jamie. First question. Second question. Who is the most recent player to have played football for England to have also had a father who played for England? So the most recently capped player whose father also played for England. Mm-hmm. And can you name one of the two species in which the male gets pregnant and gives birth? Okay, that's the quiz. Okay, so that's the end of part one of The Moon Underwater. Um, For those of you who subscribe to The Moon Underwater Patreon, you will, of course, get it as one big, tumultuous mega part. If you'd like to subscribe, head to moonunderpod.com and sign up. We'll see you soon. Part two, we'll carry on creating Finn's dream pub. Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you're to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.